What's up, guys? So we're here to go over UFC Vegas 68, Lewis versus Spivak. But real quick, I just wanted to show you guys uh, the results of my bets last week. Four or five plays hit. I picked 12 of the 15 fights correct overall. And I actually got four of them on Tapology with the winner, the method of, method of victory, and the round. So it was a pretty good week for me all the way around. Uh, I think the only thing I added from that I didn't tell y'all in the video that um that I posted for my picks was this parlay at the bot or not this parlay at the bottom. There's one more down here that y'all can't see, but um it was a uh, uh, Poteria and um, Jalton Almeida. Uh, it was a minus one sixty parlay and it hit as well. Um, sorry, I should have fixed this up where y'all could see it, but. Either way, it's on there, um, and uh, I just want to let you guys know that I, you know, I, I do know what what I'm doing, and that I had a good week, and continue to watch and subscribe and like and all that stuff, man. I appreciate you guys. All right, man. So, um, yeah. Sorry, um, looking at something. Um, so, uh, Lewis versus Spivak, UFC Vegas, 68, and uh, we got 12 bouts on this so far. You know how things like to get changed around. We might lose some here and there or whatever. Might have some opponents change up. Never know, but um, let's get down here and start with the first fight of the night. is Tatsuro Tiara taking on Jesus Aguilar, and, um, you know, Tatsu Tatsuro Tiara is... Uh, you know, a big favorite. You know, he's minus 1,000 favorite here, <laughs> which is kind of crazy being that he's relatively new to the UFC. But, um, so, you know, he's undefeated. Uh, he's got two wins in the UFC already over, over, you know, not the best of opponents, but he did really well. You know, he got a submission in the last the last fight. And C.J. Verga, he, got, he just got cut from the UFC, but, you know, he, he's not a bad fighter, you know. But, uh, so... You know, Tatsuhira is uh, 23 years old, 5'7", with a 70-inch reach. And uh, he's a really good grappler, and he's an exciting grappler. And, uh, you know, he, he, I guess his striking could be better, but he finds a way to make it work. You know, he does really well. He doesn't ever take a lot of damage on the feet in his fights, you know. Once he gets a hold of people and gets them down, he's really, really quick on the ground, good transitions, good submissions, you know, all the way around. And I agree with him being a favorite here, but I just... I didn't expect it to be, you know, the minus 1,000. I was thinking like minus, you know, 350 or something. But but uh, he's taking on Jesus Aguilar. Um, he's 8-1, uh, 26 years old, 5'4", uh, with a 62.5-inch reach. So he's given up a lot of size here. But, um, you know, he's he's a thick, strong dude. You know, I mean, you can tell by his build. I don't know if, if you if you go back and watch the fight on the Contender Series. He's extremely strong, explosive. Um my problem here is with him is that you know he can't he can't make the mistakes that he was making on the contender series fight against Tiara. You know he he was trying he tried like an inside trip on the wrong side and basically pulled his opponent down on top of him. You know not really pulled his opponent down on top of him. His opponent was really able to just reverse it and just land straight up on top. You know he tripped to the wrong side, and um, you know he uh, I guess he should have done it to the overhook side and then he did it to the other side. Is how it happened. Either way, whatever. Um, 
but uh, you know, he he wound up on bottom quite a bit. You know, he kept getting reversed, and uh, you know, he gave up several takedowns in in that fight, and it wasn't the best look. You know, because the guy who was fighting wasn't a very you know accomplished grappler or anything. Um, you know, he he does have a good guillotine. He's won a lot of fights with that. He's got heavy hands. He's got really good cardio. Um, he's going to be a bit smaller. Uh, as far as the reach and height, but like I said, he's a pretty pretty strong guy, pretty thick dude. But you know, I, I definitely see Tara getting the win here. I was going to have a bet on him, but the line's too high. There's really not a whole lot you can do with that. Um, but he's definitely the pick here. I see him probably get into submission. I have a feeling he's probably going to control Aguilar pretty easily once he gets it to the ground or gets a hold of him. Um, probably wind up, you know, arm triangle, something to that extent. Uh, probably. Probably in, probably later in the fight, maybe Aguilar survives for a little while, and uh, you know he gets him eventually. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely taking Tiara on that, and that's going to be the pick on that one. And next up, we got Jun Young Park taking on Dennis Tolulin. And uh, you know, Tolulin actually really did surprise me in his last fight, even though it was against Jamie Pickett. You know, he put on he put on a uh, he's super tough. And he's a really durable, you know, like kind of sprawl and brawl type guy. He's got heavy hands, got a great chin. He can take a lot of lot of punishment. Uh, he's got decent takedown defense. Maybe not against like the super high level wrestlers, um, you know, like the you know the super you know like Dagestani guys or whatever. But as far as like people like you know Jamie Pickett and stuff, you know, and he he had, he had a good takedown defense against him, and he was able to stuff the takedowns. Um, you know, he's coming over from. Uh, uh, M1, you know, and there's a lot of tough Russian guys, you know, fighting in M1. So this guy, his his record's 11 and 6, but I guarantee you he's fought a lot of tough guys. So can't really fault him too much on that. Um, you know, he's fought in decent competition. So he's got good elbows in the clinch. Um, you know, he's he really surprised me. You know, like I said, he was he's a tough dude, and I could totally, uh, you know, see see a, a world where he uh, kind of just keeps putting the pressure on Park and puts him away. You know, Park is, uh, he's 31. He's not the biggest middleweight. Um, he's going to be giving up uh, four inches of reach here. But uh, he's really tough. You know, he's um, he's always given up, you know, the size to his opponents. He's well-rounded, and he finds a way to make everything work. He's got decent power in his hands. Um, you know, originally I had thought, looking at this, that uh, Park was going to, you know, have fought the uh, better, tougher competition. But really, looking back on it, you know, the Eric Anders is probably the, the best guy he's fought so far, especially after what happened to Gregory Rodriguez over the weekend. <laughs> but um, I know Tulum hasn't fought the best competition, like, in the UFC as far, you know, as, like, he, the first guy he fought was pretty good, but he was just thrown in there on short notice. He was expected to lose that fight, and he and he, and he lasted for a while, so you can't really fault him on that because that dude is super tough, the guy he fought in his debut. Um, but you know, like I said, he's uh, he's fought a lot of tough Russian guys over there, and I'm tempted on a Tolulin pick here, honestly, but you know, my, my brain tells me that Park's better, well, he's more well-rounded, you know, and he's probably better you know, for the most part, anywhere the fight goes, it's just if he's going to withstand the pressure and the power, 
of Tallulah, and if he's going to be able to get Tallulah down, if he can get Tallulah down, it's his fight all, all day. So the pick is going to be Park here, but I, I do I do see a world where you know Dennis Tallulah can can could win this. You know, after watching the tape back on it and watching you know three or four of his fights, and uh, he's a tough guy, man. So and he he is thirty, you know, almost thirty five years old. So maybe he doesn't improve much more than than he than he is now, but. He has a chance, especially with the way he fights. You know, he's, he makes people fight his fight, kind of. So if Park doesn't get him down, it's going to be a long night for Park. If Park can get him down, control the grappling. Maybe he gets a submission of some sort. Maybe a rear naked choke, second round, third round. Um, but yeah, Park's going to be the pick on that one. And uh, next up, we got, next up we got a uh, Jin Young Kim taking on Mandy Bohm. And you know, there's not really a whole lot that you know, you want to say about these two here. Um, you know, Jin Young Kim's got a 9-6-2 and two record, although she has fought a lot of tough people. Uh, she's 33 years old, 5'7", with a 72-inch reach. She's uh, on a four-fight skid right now. But, you know, she's tough opponents. Electra Grasso's about to fight for a title. Uh, Molly McCann, she's, you know, not the best, but not bad at all. Uh Priscilla Cachoeira, she's she's beating everybody right now too, so that doesn't look like such a bad loss in hindsight. And you know she had a split decision with Jocelyn Edwards. Uh, and Jocelyn Edwards is a pretty good striker. Um, you know, kind of kind of bounces around in weight classes. Not really sure where she fits in or whatever. But and she's fighting Mandy Bohm. She's she's 33 years old, one five uh, seven uh, with a 71 inch reach. She's lost. Both her fights in the UFC, um, Ariana Lipsky and Victoria Leonardo. You know, there's, you know, both of them are, you know, not particularly very good fighters as far as, you know, what what they've been able to do in the UFC. And, you know, uh, basically the pick on this, it's going to be Kim. She's fought the way better competition. She should be able to win this fight. But it's it's women mixed martial arts, so anything could happen. Uh, We all know this, so... I'm going to be going with uh, with Kim on this one. And next up, we're going to be on these uh, these Road to UFC guys, man. And I'll tell you all, it was kind of tough having to watch the tape on some of these guys because I'm not saying they're not exciting fighters, but, you know, running the tape back on, there's several of them that are just not very good and have a lot of holes in their game. You know, they go out there and just throw down. And one of the common things you'll hear me talking about with all the road to UFC guys is, you know, kind of crappy striking defense and bad head movement. You know, uh, basically they're exciting because they go out there and they're throwing down, but they're, you know, leaving their head on the center line and taking a lot of punches. Even though they get the knockout, they've ate tons of punches. And, you know, they're exciting fighters, don't get me wrong, but it was kind of, you know, it took a lot of time for me to, to go back on these and, and, uh, you know, find these guys and figure it out. I did watch the road to the UFCs when they, when they went on, I watched them, you know, at the time when they came out and whatever, but I didn't pay a super lot attention to it. I didn't really anticipate, you know, where that show was going or, or whatever, because they didn't really advertise a lot for that show. But anyways, so, uh, we got, uh, Hyung Sung Park taking on Sing Guk Choi. And Sung Park is seven and zero, undefeated. 
27 years old, 5'7", with a 66-inch reach. Um, really hadn't fought the best of competition. That's kind of the story with a lot of these guys from the, from the show. Uh, he's super hittable. He got straight dropped by uh, Tottenoy Karam in their fight, right at the beginning of the fight. But, uh, you know, he ended up winning that fight, but also the guy, the guy who was fighting was a straight Muay Thai guy. Um, you know, basically no ground game at all, uh, very little. So I think that's why he was able to, like, come back and get that win. But he was looking horrible on the feet in that fight. Um, and he's pretty hyped up. A lot of people are picking him here and stuff. And I'm, I think it's more of a pick'em fight, really, based on what I've seen, you know, from him. But, um, you know, he's he's pretty good-sized flyweight. He's fast. If he does have a good height and reach advantage, he can use it pretty well. Um, he's got good leg kicks. Uh, he's got good wrestling, but I'm not sure if it's really good wrestling or maybe it's more of his opponents and you know aren't, don't have a very high level of grappling or wrestling. Um, not sure how it'll hold up in the UFC with you know the more talented grapplers and wrestlers. Um, and we got Sung Guk Choi. He's six one. Uh, actually has a lot of amateur fights though, quite a few. Uh, so he's got probably a lot more experience than Park does. Um, he fought a guy with a lot of experience on Road UFC, a guy that was 16-8. and eight, Not the best record, but a lot of fights, a lot more experience than a lot of the opponents these people have fought that are on the show. Um, not the best of competition, other than, you know, that guy was pretty experienced. But, you know, he trains under the Korean Zombie, so he's got that going for him. Uh, he's also very hittable, you know, poor striking defense. Um, not very good head movement at all. Neither of these guys are really that great. Um you know, and I kind of, you know, it's, I think it should be more of a pick em fight, you know, in this, in this spot, but I'm going to go with Park, but I'm not extremely confident in it. You know, he does seem to be a little bit better, you know, as far as all his skill sets than uh, Choi is, but it's not the most confident pick. And, you know, how long has it been since uh, the road to UFC fights? Oh, not very long. It's only been a couple months. So, yeah. So what I saw on the show is not going to have improved very much in just a few months, but um, definitely gonna. I'm gonna go with Park on this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Choi pulls it out. Um, so next up we got Rina Nakamura. 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 There you go. Uh, taking on Toshimi Kazuma. Um, Nakamura is six and zero. Um, really decorated wrestler from Japan. Uh, he's got lots of finishes. Um. You know, against he's fought some reasonably experienced guys uh, for you know the short amount of time that he's been fighting. You know, he has no amateur fights; it's just six and zero straight from his pro you know debut. Um, like I said, super decorated wrestler. He's got a lot of power in his hands, and he throws like wild, heavy strikes. You know, he doesn't stop. It's not very technical at all, but it's effective. You know, he throws good knees, um, a lot of first round finishes. So we don't really know what he's going to look like in the later rounds. Um, you know, he's, he, but he, he hits really hard. He's, but he found a way to make it work. You know, he's, he pressures guys and pressures guys, but even, I think he won his fight, uh, on the road to UFC in the first round, but, you know, as they were announcing the, you know, the winner, he looked like he was gassed then, you know, so not a lot of faith in somebody that doesn't have that good cardio, just like I said last week with Terrence McKinney, you know, um, and, uh, Kazuma, he's 10 and 2. Um, kind of crazy that he lost, <laughs> he lost to a two and two guy, um, 
the fight before he beat a, a the fight before the road UFC fight where he fought a guy that was 27-11 and and beat him. So that's kind of a a mixed bag there, but um, he's got pretty good submissions. Uh, a lot of submissions on his record. He has decent striking. He's a really creative grappler, uh, and and likes to you know like triangle the legs and pull the arm around the back and you know just wrap them up on the ground for ground and pound, kind of like the Dagestani guys do. Um, he's opened up kicks at the middle. I saw I saw him eat a few of those in the the tape I was watching on him. Uh, but he appears to have a good chin aside from all that. Uh, you know, aside from that one flying knee that you know he took. In that uh, in that loss, uh, but so um, I guess Cosmo is definitely the more well-rounded fighter, and you know he's if he can keep Nakamura off of him, he should win. Um, he'll need to avoid the big strikes, you know, maybe tie uh, Nakamura up against the cage, tire him out, uh, try to get it to the ground. I don't know how easy that'll be, being Nakamura's a decorated wrestler. But that doesn't always trans over, transfer over that well into MMA as far as, like, you know, takedowns and MMA. You know, it's, it's, it's different. So we don't really know. And we haven't got to see much of Nakamura, so we don't really know. We don't, we don't have a lot of questions and, and no answers, really, other than the fact that he's got, you know, big power in his hands and he just doesn't stop. So if, uh, if Kazuma can uh, keep, keep Nakamura off of him, I feel like he should win this fight. You know, maybe hold him down until Nakamura gasses, keep him against the cage, and then he can go back up to the feet and try to finish it there. But I see him probably getting a submission here. You know, maybe a, you know, maybe a maybe a rear naked choke on a gassed out Nakamura. Either that, or you know, Nakamura catches him with a big punch in you know the the first round and puts him away. So, but I'm gonna go with uh, Kazuma here in this spot. I uh, wouldn't put any money on it though. So next up, we got Zayi taking on Jiang Yang Li, and uh, so Zayi is let's see, he's 26 years old, five seven. He's got a 70, almost a 71 inch reach. I don't know why they're so specific on that. Um, he's got a lot of fights. He's a 21 and three right now. He uh, he's pretty experienced. You know, he had a close fight on the road to UFC show. Uh, split decision win. He mixes things up well. Um, I actually thought when I went back and watched that fight, I thought his opponent won that fight. But you know, judges do what they do. Um, he mixes things up well. Um, decent striking. Not really good striking defense. He shoots a lot of takedowns, but doesn't really seem to be very good at wrestling or grappling. Um, so like a lot of you know, he mixes it up well. It gives his opponent something to think about. But he's not really succeeding in the takedowns or, you know, gaining top position, um, you know, control time. He's not really getting a lot of that. A lot of a lot of getting reversed and 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 everything like that. So I wasn't really impressed with that part of his game. Um, you know, honestly, like I said, I thought he lost that fight. Um, <laughs> but uh, his opponent, uh, Ji Young Lee, is nine and one. Um, he's going to be the bigger guy here for sure. He's got the longer reach. He's got lots of finishes on his record, lots of knockouts with a few subs in there mixed in. He's gone the distance a few times. Um, said big power. Um, it's funny because uh, even though uh, Zayi has 
you know, a way bigger record. Uh, and probably should be the more experienced, more well-rounded fighter. Lee seems to, you know, be the better fighter by far in every aspect of the of the game. Uh, more power, better striking, better subs. Only worry I could possibly have with him in this spot is how he looks in, you know, round three. But I think he's got this fight in the bag for sure. And I think he probably gets an early knockout as uh, Zayi's very hittable. I'm going with Lee, first round finish um, by knockout. Next up, we got um, Anshu Jubli taking on Jekka Sari. Hopefully, I'm saying his name right. Um, Jubli is 6 0. He apparently is a minus 120 favorite. I'm surprised. Um, he's fighting out of India. He's 28 years old, 6 foot tall. At, uh, I believe they're fighting at 155. He's got a 69 inch reach. So he's pretty tall for the division, but doesn't have a super long reach. Um, they this his opponent's five eight, and they actually have the same reach here. So, um, so uh, a lot of decision wins on his record. Uh, he went to a split decision on uh, Road DFC. Um, he's got good straight punches and fast hands. Not not a whole lot of like wild swinging out of this guy. He's pretty technical. Um, I did notice that he seems to back up, you know, like back straight up uh, when he's rushed instead of like you know circling off to the side. To get out of danger, he kind of backs up straight, which could be a problem. It makes him more hittable. But uh, decent enough angles and footwork, you know, for sure, aside from the being rushed and just backing, you know, straight up. But pretty good angles, good footwork. Like I said, um, doesn't have good wrestling as far as what I can tell. Um, you know, he, he did stuff a takedown or two in the, you know, the fights that I watched. But um, And he also did give give up a couple, and he was able to pop right back up. So... Um, you know, maybe not too terrible, but he's definitely a more, you know, striker type guy, you know, kind of like a kickboxing, you know, type, <laughs> really. But uh, I like what I see out of his striking for sure. Um, he did slow down quite a bit from round to round, um, which is, you know, that could that could be to his detriment in this spot. But uh, other than that, like I said, the striking's pretty impressive and you know, it's just like these guys aren't very experienced, man. I know these guys, so it's hard for me to sit here and conf confidently say a whole lot about their skill sets when, you know, you can only find a couple of their fights each or, you know, whatever. And so, um, and his, uh, his opponent, Jekka, um, Jekka Sardi, uh, 13 and 2, he's fighting out of Indonesia. He's 28 years old, uh, 5'8, 69 inch reach. Um, he's not going to be giving up any reach in this fight, even though, uh, Jubilee's quite a bit taller than him um so and he's got a lot of power lots of ko's on his record he's uh he's fought into the later rounds quite a few times from what i could see in his record he's definitely more experienced uh than his opponent uh, not so sure about the grappling there wasn't a whole lot of uh examples that i could find of that in in his fights he's, uh, more of a kind of striking striking guy you know um yeah, he's got poor striking defense. Like I said, a lot of these guys seem to have that that issue. Um, but uh, uh, man, he can he can definitely take a punch because he was getting pieced up, uh, you know, by his opponent in his road to UFC fights. But he, you know, he came out and he got the wins. You know, he got got the knockouts. You know, two of them in a row, pretty quick, crazy spinning back fist knockout. Um, you know, this fight was a lot harder for me to, you know to make a pick on because I feel like it's going to be just a straight up 
you know, striking affair, this fight. Uh, both these guys fight that way. And although, you know, uh, uh, Jekka's got, you know, big power, you know, it wasn't super technical, you know, and it's kind of like a deal where it's like, do I pick the guy that I feel like is more technical on the feet and, you know, has the straight punches and, and you know, kind of the better stand-up, or do I go with the guy who's kind of like wild and throws a lot of hooks and just lets his power do it all for him? And I went back and forth on a lot. It's like I said, none of these road to UFC guys I would put money on at this point, you know, in their in their career. But I decided I'm gonna go with Jubilee here, um, just because he's got the more straighter punches and he uh, seems to be a more technical striker, you know, the more skilled striker. You know, like I said, the the other guy's got all the knockouts, but you know, he's pretty wild, you know, and and we don't know if his power holds up past the first round from what we've seen, really. So. I'm going to go with Jubilee in this spot. I'm pretty sure he's going to wind up being an underdog um, when the when the books all come out and drop. So um, next up we got um, Yusaku Kinoshita versus Adam Forget. Uh, I guess that's how you say his last name, Forget. Um, so... Uh, this is going to be a tricky name for me this whole time, isn't it? Kenoshita? <laughs> Let's just call him uh, Isaku, okay? Uh, he's 6-1, and one, um, probably going to be a big favorite in this spot. He's 22 years old. He's 6 foot and has a 71-inch reach. Um, and he's got a lot of experience, man. Apparently, he's been fighting since he was like 14 years old, Uh like I say, his one loss was being disqualified for grabbing the cage. I think that was in Ryzen. Yeah, it was in Ryzen. Uh, I'm not super familiar with their with their rules over there. I actually thought they fought in a ring, but whatever. Um, so he's a southpaw. You know, he usually fights kind of like a wide karate type stance. Uh, and he's a really good counter striker. Um, he does keep his chin up in the air, which is kind of, you know, kind of kind of worries me, but. Obviously, it hasn't been an issue uh, so far. He uses a lot of good pressure. He mixes up the kicks well. Um, like I said, he's got pretty good cardio, uh, and he got a big knockout on the on the contender series. He's not a forgot. Yeah, he's a contender series. Not one of the road to UFC guys um, coming out of Japan. A lot of good fighters coming out of Japan. Uh, and Adam Fugit, he's eight and three, thirty four years old, six uh, one with a seventy seven inch reach. And I actually like this guy a lot because uh, he fought Michael Morales in his UFC debut on short notice, on like a week's notice, and actually gave a really good account of himself. Um, he was a big underdog in that spot, and people thought Morales was just going to destroy him. And yeah, he did end up getting knocked out, but he made a, he was he was keeping up with Morales pretty well, and he was catching him with some good shots. He got a takedown, a lot of control time in that in that fight. Um, he. Uh, He's fought good competition. I think he fought Austin Vanderford before. I don't know if that was in Bellator. Um, he uses a lot of a lot of feints, and uh, he's really good on the inside trips and good head movement, good boxing, good volume, very technical. Uh, he slips punches really well and counters. Uh, he's got good pressure. He's got good cardio. And I think, like I said, I think a lot of people are going with uh, Kinoshita here, but I'm going with Fugit in this spot. I don't know if I'm going to put money on that. I don't know, it depends on how big of an underdog he is, but I think he's got a good chance here for sure. I think a lot of people are kind of underestimating him, but he, he he's pretty good. 
So next up, we got um, Duho Choi taking on Kyle Nelson. And um, this fight, honestly, could go, you know, really either way at this point. You know, Duho Choi has been out for and three years. And coming off of two knockout losses before that, you know, granted they were against pretty tough guys. Charles Jordan's really good. You know, Jeremy Stevens always tough veteran. Um, he's 31 years old. He's 5'10 with a 70-inch reach. Um, but we don't know what he's going to look like coming back after three years off. And we don't know if his chin's out. You know, he's gotten knocked out twice. Um, he had that crazy fight with Cub Swanson where he got <laughs> – they were both beating the shit out of each other. So he's taking a lot of damage. Um, and we just don't know what he's going to look like coming back after three years off, you know. And But he is getting what I feel like the UFC wants to be an easy layup for him, you know, and, and Kyle Nelson. This guy is one in four in his last five fights. Um, one, two, three, three of those losses being by finish, two knockouts and a submission. His last fight with Jai Herbert went to a unanimous decision. But, you know, he, Herbert was being really careful in that fight. He just didn't, Herbert didn't want to get knocked out after all these times he's been knocked out. So he fought that fight really safe, um, understandably. But uh, he's 31 years old, uh, 5'11", with a 71-inch reach. He's going to be cutting down to featherweight. This is going to be his first time at featherweight. So that could either be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, you know, a lot of guys, whenever they cut that extra weight, especially after they've got a history of being finished, they wind up getting finished even worse when they go down a weight class. So... I feel like the UFC is trying to give Choi a, an easy layup here in this spot. Um, basically, Kyle Nelson, you know, he's got good power, but if he doesn't get you in that first round or so, his cardio usually falls off. Um, so I got to go with Choi in this spot, although it's not really a super confident pick because, you know, Kyle Nelson could look like a world beater at featherweight. We don't know. But I would say Duho Choi is definitely more well-rounded than Nelson for sure. Um, he's definitely got a lot better, you know, history in the UFC. He had quite a few knockouts himself, so I'm going to go with Choi by knockout, and probably in the first round, uh, see what everybody else is thinking. Yeah, everybody's going with Choi on tapology. So Choi is the pick. Next up, we got Marcin Tybura versus Blagoy Imanov, and, uh, you know, Marcin Tybura is really tough. He kind of exposed Alexander Romanov in his last fight. Um, I know he lost to Volkov, but Volkov's really good. Uh, that's his only loss, you know, in the past few years is is Volkov, and it was it was a decision. So when like he got finished, um, and he's really good. He's really rounded. He's got big power, good boxing, good wrestling. Um, Alexander Romanov couldn't do anything with him, and Romanov, everybody thought he was you know world beater up to this point, and he kind of got exposed by Tabura. You know, he's he's really tough. He's thirty seven years old, six three, uh, got a seventy eight inch reach, so he's a big guy. Um, He's really good, and definitely, uh, you know, definitely impressed a lot of people because I don't know, I don't remember how big of an underdog he was against Romanov, but you know, his cardio is really good. He outlasted Romanov, and it's, <laughs> Romanov just couldn't get anything going on him after the first round for sure. So, and uh, Blagoy Ivanov, he's nineteen and four, um, thirty-six years old, five eleven with a seventy-three inch reach. Uh, you know, he hadn't really looked very good in his last few fights. I mean, losses to Derek Lewis, that's excusable, but Augusto Sakai, um, I guess at the time Sakai was fourteen and one, but he's since gone downhill. 
Uh, he won his last fight against DeLima, but I actually thought, and I think the crowd also thought that DeLima won that fight. Uh, I'm not sure how the judges give him the unanimous decision there. Excuse me. Get some water. But, uh, yeah, he's he's actually pretty short for a heavyweight. He's 5'11". He's only got a 73-inch reach, so he's given up 5 inches of reach in this spot. Um, both of these guys don't really come in at the max weight. They're both about 250 when they come in. Um, everybody on Tapology is going with Tabura. I'm going with Tabura. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say that Tabura is going to be a... He's going to be one of my plays. I got him at minus 200 in, in this spot. And, and I don't have a whole lot of action on this card... You know this this week because there's a lot of like all the road to UFC guys and stuff. You know they're not very good. Fights could go either way. I don't know as much about them. Not as familiar with them. Had to do a ton of research. You know for half of those guys won't even be in the UFC. You know ever so a lot of research for not a whole lot of payoff since I wasn't putting money on any of them. But like I said, going with Tabura in this spot. Um, He's definitely the more well-rounded fighter all the way around. I think he'll definitely uh, get the win here in this spot. Uh, will he finish M M uh, Ivanov? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say he wins by decision because uh, you know he uh, Ivanov hasn't you know been getting knocked out, so he's been going to decisions. I think he's pretty. I think he's he holds up pretty well. So let's, let's just say Taboro by decision. And uh, next up in the co-main event, we got Da Eun Jung taking on Devin Clark. So, Da Eun Jung's 15-3-1. Um, he's, he's really good. He's 6-4. He's got a 78.5-inch reach. Uh, he did lose his last fight to Dustin Jacoby. And Jacoby's one of these guys that I've had money on basically in all his all of his fights. You know, and, and I really like Dustin Jacoby. He's a really talented kickboxer. And... You know, he typically doesn't get a lot of knockouts, and I was really surprised that he was able to knock out Don Jung in their fight. Um, you know, he didn't even really get a chance to get going. He got caught early on and, and finished. So that was surprising, although I did expect Jacoby to win that fight. Um, you know, he's he before that, he's got a lot of wins. He got a knockout over Kendi Nincheku. Um, decision win over William Knight. Uh, he went to a split decision with Sam Alvey, which isn't a very good look. Uh, but like I said, he's got a knockout over Mike Rodriguez. He's looked pretty good up until the Jacoby fight, and he is really good. He's well-rounded. He's got decent grappling. He's got good power. Um, pretty good boxing. You know, uh, not not horrible striking defense either. Um, maybe not the the biggest or not the fastest guy in the in the division, of course. But it's a pretty big guy, so can't hold that against him. Um, then he's taking on Devin Clark. He's 13 and seven, uh, 32 years old, six foot with a 75 inch reach. So he's, yeah. So he's given up three and a half inches. Um, so I'm pretty sure Don Jones got this fight in the bag. I mean, Devin Clark's a really tough guy, but he just hasn't been able to put a lot of things together. I mean, he, he's got a loss to Eon Kuzilaba, which isn't a very good look at this point. Cause you know, Kuzilaba, I think is probably on a three fight losing streak right now. And he's kind of been exposed, you know. If you can't figure out how to put a guillotine on Eon Kuzilaba, then I don't know what's wrong with you because he sticks his head in there every time. But, um, you know, Devin Clark's got – he's got good power and stuff, and he, he impresses me sometimes. But it's kind of against, like, William Knight's not the 
although he's a super big guy with a lot of power, he's not really the best of opponent, you know, and he's definitely given up a lot of size to Devin Clark in that fight. And, you know, I, I just, I, I don't see Devin Clark being able to pull this one out in this spot. Um, especially after being knocked out in his last fight. Uh, he actually was not doing horrible in that fight until he did get knocked out. But, you know, everybody's going with, uh, with Jung in this spot. I'm going with him. Um, I, I'm going to have a play on him in this spot. I'm not sure what, I'm sure what the line is right now. I want to say it was like minus 220 or 230. But I'm going to have money on Don Jung in this spot. You know, it sucks that I, there's really not a whole lot of spots that, to make money on this card. Um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe fight doesn't go the distance is a better line on this one. Maybe that would be smarter. I'll have to look at that. And I said, I'll, I'll definitely post any bets that I add or whatever. You know, I, I posted on my, uh, the fight day, the ones I added and nobody watched the video anyway. Uh, pretty much the only, only videos that get watched are the fight prediction, the full cards. So, and in the main event, we got Derek Lewis taking on Sergey Spivak. So, supposedly, Derek Lewis has lost a lot of weight. That's the rumor. So they got some pictures floating around. It looks like he lost a lot of weight of, of him running, doing cardio, which surprises me because he's always talked about how he doesn't like doing that stuff. And you know, But he's 37 years old, 6'3", 79-inch reach. Um, he's fought all the best people in the division. You know, he's knocked out Curtis Blades. He lost to Cyril Gaon. Uh, knocked out Chris Dawkins, which is, in hindsight, not a very good win. But, you know, he's only fought in the best guys. And he didn't wouldn't catch any breaks when he fought, you know, Sergey Pavlovich either. Which a lot of people thought that got stopped too quick. But Pavlovich is a killer. He would have just, he would have just kept taking Derek out in that spot. But, so, are we going to see a new... Derek Lewis. <laughs> I kind of want to take him in this spot just because I'm a big fan of his and I'd like to I'd like to see what he looks like on weigh-ins before I do that, but if he does look real good at weigh-ins, I might consider an underdog play on him. I know he's going to be an underdog in this spot. Um but yeah, he's uh Sergey Spivak, <laughs> 15 and 3, um 28 years old, 6'3", 78 inch reach. Uh Usually about comes in about 250. Um, he's got some pretty good wins. Well, I guess you, I say that. You know, he lost to Tom Aspinall. got knocked out there. Um, a lot of his wins are against super low-level heavyweights. You know, I mean, Oleski Olenek's good, but he's, you know, almost 50 years old. Uh, Jared Vendera, you know, he beat him, who hasn't done that. And Greg Hardy, in hindsight, wasn't a very good fighter. He's cut now. And Augusto Sakai, I don't think, has won a fight. And he might not even be in the UFC anymore. So there is that, and part of me wants to wants to take a shot on Derek Lewis here because you know Sergey is going to try and get him down, he's going to try and hold him down, he's going to try and submit him or ground and pound him out. But a lot of people have trouble, you know, keeping Derek Lewis on the ground. So you know, it's kind of one of those deals where where you know I I think I think maybe he does get Derek down, but we can't keep him down, and then maybe Derek lands a lands a bomb, you know, in the you know third or fourth round, fifth round. And also, we've never seen Spivak go, you know, um, you know, four to round four or five. So I know he's going to be a favorite in this spot. And just for just for pick's sake, um, I'm going to pick Derek Lewis. So 
uh, if I if I see what he looks like at weigh-ins, and and if he looks like a, he's lost a lot of weight and like he's in super good shape, then uh, maybe I'll put, have an underdog play on him uh, in this spot. I mean, I know every like I said, we got well. It's actually not as wide a margin as I would think. Sixty percent Spivak, forty percent Lewis on tapology. Um, so it's a lot of more, a lot of people are giving Lewis a shot here. Uh, it's like I am. So so yeah, going back the. Uh, only two plays on this card so far are Marcin Timbura at minus 200. Uh, Don Jung, I believe he's like 230 right now. i got to put that in uh, when I get finished with this. And, uh, yeah, man, there's just not a lot of good spots on here. I, I would have liked the, uh, you know, Tiara, Tatsuro Tiara play, but he's a minus 1,000 favorite. There's no money to be made on that. And I would have considered doing the Jung Young part, but... Dennis Tolewin has a good chance to win, whether anybody wants to admit it or not. So I'm too scared to go with that one. <laughs> but uh, maybe, I don't know, looking forward to next week. So, But, uh, you know, I'm going to do something different next week. I'm going to do like a competition, see if I, if anybody can guess the uh, total number of strikes from the two guys, both the guys in the main event. And whoever wins that contest or gets closest to it, or if you can guess it, I haven't decided yet, um, we'll get a autographed UFC uh, pitcher. I don't know which one I'm going to give up yet. I got a Holly Holm, a Donald Cerrone, a Demetrius Johnson. I think I got some other ones on the way, so we're I'll figure it out. I haven't quite decided how I'm going to do it yet, but I'm going to do it on next week's card. But I appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, like and subscribe. I'm out of here.